Sideboob Cinema is a retrospective movie show for adults only. Educational, satirical, transgressive. It's just entertainment and we're not out to offend, but at the end of the day, Frank Zappa said it best. You either get it or you don't. Roll the tape. Filthy disgustos with footy socks for boobs, those who like to live in squalor and keep it in the family if you know what I mean, and to our friends in Port Adelaide who like to suffocate feral cats and grope random birds at the bakery between sets at the pub, this is Sideboob Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. My name is Ricky Allpike and joining me are my fellow Aussie legends, AJ and Jonathan Astro. AJ, are you ready for a romantic date night movie? <laughs> I made Frank watch it on his birthday. <laughs> you didn't, you did not. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> John, did you uh, take your medicine happily this week? You know what, Ricky? I this is a tough watch, and I, I, you know, I know we, we we shouldn't blame others, but I was thinking of you throughout the film, saying, "Why? Why have we got? To, why have I got to watch this fucking movie again? Fuck, fucking Ricky! Fucking Ricky!" Fuck that guy. Like, so what? So, you know, so it was tough. It was tough. That's why I, I pushed it to Frank's birthday. It was the last possible moment. I, I did the pushing, same. Pushing, pushing, I did the same. And and that's what he got for his birthday. Had he, se- had he seen it previously? <laughs> yeah, we'd watched it a couple of years back. Wow. So, yeah. But this is, is it fair to say, I mean, we're, by the way, everyone, we're watching Bad Boy Bubby 1993. Uh, directed by Rolf here, written by Rolf here. So... Are we? Is this an unrecommendable movie? No. Like you cannot, you just cannot recommend this to anyone. You you can't recommend it to everybody. Yeah. But you can recommend it to some people. Who though? I, <laughs> you. I kind of forgot the good parts. <laughs> like, you only remembered the, not... the gross stuff. <laughs> Definitely. And then I was like, oh, the music. I, I like to recommend it to people I don't like. Mm. Hey, that's why you're a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone has seen, Ricky Matt raised this point just before recording that I think everyone has seen this movie before. So, yeah, m- yeah this multiple is, times. This is a, mm. a repeat viewing. Yeah. And, and like you were saying last week, John, that um, about movies being in your family, this was in my family. <laughs> Because my dad <laughs> let my brother watch it at such a young age. Wow. <laughs> right. And it's fucking straight into it. Yeah. Like it, it's, you could have definitely turned this one after off after two minutes. It doesn't even yes. have a fade in. <laughs> no. There's no fade in. It just goes, boop, there it is. Straight yep. into incest. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know. If you were a parent and you just... Put popped it on. You would that you know. You would just have to wait ten seconds, and you're like, oh, I think that's we should turn right. this one off. But he didn't. Wow. <laughs> that's that's eighties parenting right there. Definitely yeah. amazing. Well, interestingly, I suppose we've got our own stories with with our encounters with the film. But this is one of those movies that, in the playground, I've or just maybe it was early early high school when you're still a, a bit of a kid. It's one of those movies that. Someone explained in great detail. Mm. You know, yeah. you know, you know. There are some movies that 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 some kids like. Yeah, and anyway, and then he like stra- <laughs> he like he, he puts cling wrap on a cat, and then next, yeah. 
Definitely. And, and they step through the whole thing and it's like you've seen it. So for a long yeah. time, I hadn't seen it, but I had... I- I think I was like that too. The yes. oral tradition. They they yeah. d- just like just like the Odyssey was told. Someone told me <laughs> bad boy Bubby. <laughs> so it's also one of these movies where it's like one up upmanship, you know, it's like, oh, you've seen this this disgusting movie. Oh well, have you seen that one? Yes. Have you seen yeah. have you seen Bad Boy Bubby? Actually, yeah, I, we are getting ahead of ourselves, but I, it won't come up again, I'm sure. In the nineties, that was a thing. That 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 is a a feature of the of of nineties uh, cinema and screen arts is that there were a, a range of films that were really pushing the boundaries, and this is one of them. You know, I think mm. of other films, uh, Man Bites Dog, Kids. You know, it could be any, anything like that. You know, I mean, it just goes on and on. Everyone was really pushing it. Uh, the audiences were pushing each other. The Filmmakers were pushing each other, and and I, I guess I'll probably you know touch on it maybe a bit later. But this type of the causes and conditions that create that this type of movie aren't around anymore. So there's not like when you watch Netflix, it, despite some people saying, "Oh yeah, there's there's heaps of dark stuff on Netflix." You go, "Not dark like this." <laughs> yeah, not that's true. not like this. Not you know? that ticks all of these boxes. All of them. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. We've got everything that that is, I mean, animal cruelty, disabled people being like just wheeled in and, you know, whatever we're doing with them. We've got BBW, like just old BBW stuff, incest, (laughs) abuse, pissing, killing, Mm. you know. Yeah. It's all yeah. in there. The gang's all there. And like, oh, do you know what we don't even count? Because we're sort of in Australia, everyone's secular and stuff. We don't even count the, the, the sacrilegious stuff. Yes, mm. yes. We don't even bother. Yeah. We just go, anyway, oh, yeah, there's a bit. Whereas there's a, a generation or two above would be like, oh, that's the that's the worst stuff. And you go, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. No, I was thinking more about the fucking big ditties. <laughs> that, was one, that was really bad. That was real bad. <laughs> At first, he did seem to spend a lot of time alone. Mum looked after him. Although sometimes she called him her bad boy, Bubby. And there was always Cat to play with. Then one day... Hey, son, you can call me Pop. Pop came back and everything changed. Don't go making a big thing of it. Bad boy Bubby went on a voyage of discovery. And the world he confronted was funny. Get off the ride, you fucking poof the bastard! <laughs> Tragic. Loving and hateful. Get off the fucking ride, you fucking greedy bastard! This, this is oh, oh, shit! Oh. Honest. Fat. And hypocritical. God doesn't like fat <laughs> And totally unlike any you've ever hey, seen before. God, you've got great tits. Great big whoppers of things. We proudly present an extraordinary <laughs> film by Rolf de Heer, starring Nicholas Hope as bad boy Bubby, and delightfully supported by Claire Benito, Ralph Cottrell, and Carmel Johnson. Bad boy puppy. All right, look, I gotta get I gotta read the synopsis, okay? So you gotta you gotta just stick with me. <laughs> All right, are you ready? 
Uh, we open in a dirty apartment and uh, meet Bubby, Nicholas Hope, uh, and his mother Flo. It's an unconventional setup, and Bubby is clearly. He's clearly a. Uh, AJ's got issues. <laughs> Is what I'm going to say, but it's understandable uh, because when we see his mother is a, a religious kook who sexually and physically abuses him uh, on the reg. Big Flo uh, has also lied to Bubby, telling him that he can never leave his home uh, as the outside world is filled with poison gas. So she's gaslighting him. When Bubby's old man Harold rolls back into their lives after 35 years, new tensions arise. Uh, Harold takes up again with Flo uh, and begins to sling his own brand of abuse at Bubby also. Bubby can't take it anymore, so one night uh, when they return drunk, he puts cling wrap over their faces and kills them. He ventures outside in the into the big wide world and happens upon a Salvation Army band and is raced off by one of the naughty band members. He wanders around town after that, having all sorts of awkward and negative interactions with people that he meets, shop attendants, policemen, uh, people at the bakery, regular citizens. He's given a lift uh, uh, by a rock band and he he hits it off quite well with them actually. They're they're quite loose and bohemian so it all kind of works. Bubby informs them that he's the cling wrap killer and after some deliberation, the band decide to drop him off at, one of the, at a well-off mate of theirs. I think his name is <laughs> a guy called Dan. We all needed Dan in our lives. I, I liked him. Uh, he was very calm. He was very calm. So Dan takes Bubby out to dinner and a show, uh, which is nice, but Bubby grabs a tit and gets arrested, uh, which can happen. <laughs> He, he, in, he does a lot of that. He in, <laughs> he does. in I didn't even mention the titty grabbing in the Salvation Army band scene. In in prison, Bubby refuses to cozy up to the warden, so the warden sends him to the cell of the animal, and he is sodomized. After that, he's given ten bucks and released. Uh, Bubby has some more disappointing experiences. Talks to an atheist scientist, which is a bit of a bummer. Then <laughs> then grabs another tit and is beaten up by the woman and her friends. He returns home, unable to deal with the world. He finds uh, Harold, his, his, his dead father's uh, preacher clothes, and, and dons them along with a new persona, Pop. With a newfound swagger, he makes a new friend, a stray cat, uh, sort of a garbage dump, and even reconnects with the rock band, taking, taking to the stage and acting out some of his traumas from the past. Bubby, uh, he's a hit, uh, and the band want him to stay, but he says that he needs to go feed the cat. Uh, and but Bubby can't catch a break though because he returns to the dump to find the cat uh, killed by some local thugs. Uh, Bubby encounters Angel, a, a nurse who cares for people with disabilities, and he falls in with her and her patients as he's able to understand Rachel, one of her her disabled patients. Things start to turn a little uh, when Bubby and Angel become lovers, a relationship that begins in in, in a charming way with Angel bearing her huge breasts to Bubby while he's. <laughs> Naked in the shower. Angel uh, brings Bubby to meet her parents, and they, they're a real couple of peaches. Uh, they call her a, a fat slut, among other things, <laughs> and cast Bubby out of their, of their home. And so Bubby returns later and kills them both with cling wrap, and uh, things work out well. Uh, he and Angel buy a little block and have a couple of kids, and, um, and that's about it. Ooh. <laughs> 
well, this had a bu- budget of eight hundred thousand dollars. They only made eight thousand seven hundred and eighty-nine dollars off this film, box office-wise. So that wow. you know, it, it made almost nine thousand dollars. So that mm. is a resounding box office failure, I would say. That's obvious, though. Like the, the, this, I remember the uh, video cover. Even it had terrible artwork. So the video cover was terrible. Uh, the poster was terrible. I'm sure the trailer was terrible. <laughs> you know, you're like th- there is an audience for this movie, and it's and the one thing that I guess we've never been good at in this country is marketing. We're not marketers. We're not sellers. That's not our our thing. And this needed to be uh, sold to. I mean, maybe don't even bother with the domestic market. Don't even bother with Australia. It it did very well uh, on the festival circuit and. It took out a number of awards. It's one of those movies that that has gained recognition and prominence through word of mouth, mm. you know, and 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 through uh, through uh, VHS rentals, I guess, because you'd hear about it and then you'd go and mm. go and rent it, you know. Yeah, but uh, they didn't help it at all. So, yeah, I, I buy that totally. I mean, it was it was never gonna. And but then again, it's it's, it's aggressively awful. <laughs> <laughs> Like even if we took out every everything that's majorly disgusting in it, every second person goes, "You fucking bastard! You bastard! Yeah, yeah. You fucking bastard!" It's just like yes. a- Adelaide looks like it sucks. By the way, oh, oh this this is not a glowing endorsement of Port Adelaide. By the way, no. it was shot. Um, man, yeah, it looks grim. Get off the road, you fucking greedy bastard! Get a little bastard, will you? You fucking off the bastard! You're right. Like I even forgot it that he got raped in jail. Like that's, well, that's a nice bonus. That's just... You know what I picked up this time in in that in that rape scene that I hadn't picked up in maybe the two or three times that I'd watched it before is the shit that's smeared all over the walls. But it's it's artwork as well. Like it's not yeah. just it's not just uh you know nothing. It's you it's, it's act, you actually look at it and you go it's a double realization. You go, "Oh, that's excrement. That's the that's great." And then then the second part you go, "Oh, wait, it's sort of it looks like artwork that the guys done." <laughs> you know? So <laughs> that is that is uh unspeakably awful. Um, very tough watch on a Tuesday night, by the way. It, yeah, it was. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where you're just like, just trying to sit, oh, I just got to knock this off. Like yeah. some, some yes. people are curled up on the couch just, I don't know, they're watching Wednesday. Watching maths. Yeah, watching yeah, maths watching or watching maths. Wednesday or Netflix and going, oh, get catching up on something cute. Yeah, they're just scrolling on their phone. We're watching a yeah. guy get buggered, like, you know. Yeah, and that's down the list. That is down the list. Well, this this is an experimental film. So they, the the way they approached making this film had you know a number of experimental elements. So and director Rolf Tahir actually describes the film as one large experiment. So one thing they did is they had uh, what's called binaural microphones that were sewn into the wig that uh, Nicholas Hope wears, uh, and sort of just above each ear. So that way uh, you can get a sense. So what Bubby is hearing in a lot of the scenes you will hear what Bubby hears because that's, you know, it's kind of recording what, what his ears would have heard. Um, and if you listen to, if you watch the film with headphones, you kind of get a sense of that with, um, yeah, with some of the sound, that's kind of the, the subtle sound design that's around him. 
which is quite interesting. Um, so also the film used 31 individual directors of photography to shoot different scenes. So once Bubby leaves the apartment, a different director would, would, would you know, shoot that particular scene um, until about, I think, the last third of the film where one, one DOP sort of takes over. And this was to allow an individual visual slant on everything Bubby sees for the first time. And you really get a sense of that when he first comes out and he's mm. sort of forced, first walking around like, the, I guess the town of Port Adelaide and the 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 camera angles are sort of yeah it's on a wide angle and we're we're, we're askew yeah mm. and, and and we kind of go from yeah this off kilter um, sort of yeah uh, camera direction it was also shot in sequence right it was shot in sequence and oh, and wow. no director of photography was allowed to refer to the other the work of the others so I think each each DOP didn't see what was done previously so. Fascinating stuff, you know, and mm. um, uh, yeah, I think it, I think it all works really because you know, I, experiments uh, are. I mean, we've done Dogma ninety five with. Montreal's film, mm. so we've seen experiments in action, uh, and you know sometimes the experiments you go, mm, okay, that's this is you're you're in love with the idea of the experiment rather than the film, and mm. I think maybe my favourite thing about the experiment, the, all that stuff you just said, is that you can't really tell, you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, like like it works. Yeah, all of those things actually. I noticed the sound in a good way. I was like, oh, he can't really hear his mum because he's looking at his dad's mouth. And and so that DOP had decided to focus in on, on his dad's beard when he was talking early on, you know, rather than just have a shot of his face. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting choice. And then they've obviously, you know, the, uh, they've used maybe a bit of the sound from his headset, uh, mixed it with other stuff. And so we're just hearing the dad mainly and not the mum. She's really off mic, you know what I mean? Like really off mic. So... That, and I was like, yeah, this is really... Actually, let me, let me go further. In this era of... We've got so much content now, right? So much content. Think of how much shit's on Netflix and Prime and Disney+. Plus. They're all like, oh, we've got this, we've got that. Like, yeah, in fact, when people say watch this, you're kind of like, I hate you. Stop recommending me things. So, yeah. But what we don't have is a space for experiments, you know, I mean, Oliver Stone says that Natural Born Killers is is an experiment, or you know, there, there were or Tony Scott's action movies were particularly very experimental with with exposure and sound and everything. But I would argue this is not something that we get a lot of. Not not really, mm. not really. It's we're we're focused a lot on on other stuff. Like if you if yeah. you went into the meeting pumping up this stuff, they would not be down. They'd be like, no, what. And but but also particularly given given how easy it would be to to, to do experiments because there's so much content you you could co- sort of take a bit of a hit uh, and and take a risk financially. Well, that's why to make something. Twin Peaks mm. season three is one of the most experimental things I've seen in years. No, no yeah. one's everything from the length of scenes to you know I mean how it shot all of that stuff was was uh, the casting highly experimental. I just don't think we get enough of it. Well. This film, uh, I think this film says something about established authority. 
And so, because so bad boy Bobby is fucked over by his parents. He's let down by the church and the Salvation Army and exploited by that one Salvation Army chick who basically rapes him. Uh, the police and the justice system fails him as well. Like, like, so he's arrested, does some time in jail, but is let out pretty much to fend for himself. Whereas they could have maybe, I don't know, shipped him off to some sort of mental institution. Is that where they go? Mental institution? <laughs> is that the word, AJ, that we use now? The booby hatch. That's what we should call it. The booby hatch. The, no, no, the nut house. The nut house, yeah. <laughs> uh, then you've got that atheist scientist slash, what is he, a power plant owner or something? Like, it's a bit ambiguous, like, who that guy is. Like, he doesn't help the situation either. Uh, but Bobby's embraced by the freaks and weirdos of the music community and by mm. actual retards and their carers. Mm. Uh, through uh, through his involvement in the band, he undergoes a type of music therapy in a way that allows him to function in the real world mm. kind of just. Uh, so one of the takeaways, I guess, is that punk rock can give you an outlet to heal and grow uh, that traditional institutions like the church, you know, when they don't give a fuck about you, you know. But my question is, how would Bobby survive in 2023? Because rock is dead. And the musicians that exist today are in total lockstep with the establishment progressive ideology, Bubby strikes me as a bit of an anti-vaxxer. So having to show his vaccine certificate at music venues would pose a bit of a problem. And and I know this is going to dip into the Me Too meter here a little bit, John, but his proclivity for fondling random breasts and singing endlessly about tits would mm. also go against any band working in the scene today. Uh, that's even if there is a band scene in 2023. I, I, I'm not convinced there is. Uh, where does Bobby go for salvation? Does he join BLM, Antifa? Would would they accept him? Maybe. Well, if he's not a fucking bigot, then he should. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, I don't care what he's got going on. He he's got a good memory for dialogue, so he could parrot a lot of the phrases. <laughs> he that, could. That, that, you know, <laughs> someone at an Antifa rally or a BLM thing would, would, would yell out, you know. Yeah. No, he, it's, it is interesting. There's, there's a lot of points you raise in there. Um, the band do exploit him as well, though. Yeah, that, definitely. Initially. Uh, maybe they, they love him at the end because he's, the, he's the, the front man. I don't know what they're paying him or anything. But, but paying him in pizza because they're, right. all, because they're also sellouts as well. Like, like it's uh, the way they've got cling wrap over their faces and stuff. It's mm. you know, in their third act, you're like, oh, okay, so they're sort of sellouts. But, um, but, but in a way, in a way, Bubby made the band edgy and cool because before that, they, they didn't really have uh, a look or a direction or a sort of a, a, an onstage persona. So, you say it's, it's, it's a good uh, partnership, well, good fit. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it depends. It depends how financially involved Bobby is with the whole thing. You know, I mean, if they're paying him what what if you know what he's worth. Never anything. No. How about you? Got any money? Sure. Search money. Do you have any money? You greedy little cunt! I ain't got enough money to keep buying your milk. <laughs> <laughs> So take that, mate. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> well, if that's all there is, we're stuffed. Yeah, we're stuffed. Stuffed. Christ. Yeah, hilarious. <coughs> no money, no girls. It's enough to make you puke. And where's that fucking smell coming from? Yeah, fucking Fuck that fucking smell. What about the fucking money? 
hell are they up? Bobby, we're in the middle of a crisis. Is that all? It's OK, mate. Yeah, stay calm. That be Mum. What? That be Pop. Then be Mum and Pop. Is that your mother? Bobby Mum. And your father? <laughs> Wouldn't be him. Big shit. It wouldn't. Take a look at this. There's oh, this. Oh, oh, shit! Fuck! That'd be cat. It was a cat. But you're also right about the, 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 this idea that music music done changed. And I guess we talked about this with Philip Kisserly a little bit about it in our interview recently on The New Flash. So in the 90s, again, shocking music was a thing. So yeah. we'd all be like, oh, have you heard of this band called Cannibal Corpse, you know? Or <laughs> have you heard of like, you know, or it would even even the more slightly more mainstream later on, it's like, you know, just in the late 90s, it was like we, we loved corn, we loved Limp yeah. Biscuit, mm-hmm. we loved, yeah, just screaming yeah. and angry and all Marilyn Manson. Like, yeah, Smashing mm. Pumpkins even. Smashing Definitely. Pumpkins. Yeah. But, but, but think yeah. of the beautiful people, the artwork in, in, um, in, in Manson's, uh, you know, albums and stuff. So, or Tism. I was just thinking about Tism mm. on, the, on the home front. If you're, if you're listening from overseas, an Australian band called Tism that wore masks. And, they're, you know, just the names of their songs, like what, what the, the 1993 EP, Australia, The Lucky Cunt. <laughs> it's who, a, who released that? That's a tism. That's tism. That's tism. Yeah. You know, so they've just got their their songs. Are, I'm on the drug that that killed River Phoenix. So yes. I believe it was yeah. one of their songs yeah. and stuff. Oh, here we go. More c words coming. So um, uh, I might be a cunt, but I'm not a fucking cunt. <laughs> or www.tism.wanker.com. You know. <laughs> So it's just uh, it's it was a different time and and yeah getting on stage and screaming about tits and saying and and it being really transgressive whereas now I honestly believe it's monkey see monkey do so so the people whatever they're singing the we listen to Clementine Ford or the Guardian or whoever you know has got a beef with it and they go they said these words that they want you to do those words you know like there's no there's there's gone is any nuance or any transgression or any idea that the person singing or that there's a perspective different from the person singing so mm. it's just I, I i get that feeling so i feel like um mm. it's interesting to see because i watched this movie and I, when bubby was singing on stage i was like you're like oh this is great this is great yeah. he's getting his trauma yeah. out and this and it was good what he was mm. doing you know yeah. and uh whereas now and, and you also see a little bit of a, a an evolution in the act as well like what, what that's sort of the end point was when he gets out the the sex doll and stuff mm. like then he's really like you know he's really putting on an act then mm. he's got the praise collar on and yeah people in the audience do and yeah you be a sexy woman blow you see right down your dress you got a great big woman's flow yeah, so I feel that's another thing that's gone by the wayside and, mm. and would be, and it's lost its um, lost its uh, place in the culture now because you yeah you wouldn't be able to put that in a script. I don't think. Could you do it if if it was set, you know, set in a previous era? Yeah, I guess so. That's the only way you can get around anything. But then you've got to, but then you've got to. Well, no, there's too many issues, really. There's too many issues because the the movie, 
I'll get all my negative stuff because <laughs> the movie, um, the, the ability, the again, the conflation of, uh, of everything, it would it just kills this movie. So there's stuff in this movie that you know that I think back in the day would have been seen as good, like having having disabled people in it is good, and you know hearing a little bit about their issues and their struggles, seeing some of their 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 treatments is good we've got a couple of indigenous characters yeah at, at one point we've got some uh, you know uh they're all uh, indigenous issues are also mentioned in that that scene where, where the guy explains about this sort of big view of who's been fighting who in the west and and the world um yeah. you know so all of that stuff is 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 seemingly good and the same um, with the cops the same with the cops all of that mm. stuff but but at the end of the day the 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 driving ideology of the left or the woke or the progressive uh, radical progressivism undoes the whole thing because you, he, you all you have to do is say lived experience stay in your lane um those people if they're going to be like that those disabled people, they're not allowed to be in the movie unless they're directing the movie and, and doing craft services. So, so they're doing everything behind and it should be a full... If you're going to make a disabled movie, everyone better be disabled who inv- complete the whole thing. The financiers should be disabled as well. <laughs> or they have to be everyone. the lead. Or they have to be the lead. The, no, I'm assuming, yeah, a, a I'm assuming yeah. that they're the lead. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you guys are bigots. <laughs> I was assuming that they were the lead. So every every one of these things needs to be, um, you know, uh, the, uh, handled as uh, in and of itself. You can't just you can't just be a tourist because they call them a tourist. They go, oh, mm. you're just you're using those, you know, for a scene or two, you know. If we take him anywhere, they're going to lock him up, and I feel he shouldn't be locked up. <laughs> what is it, Rachel? She think me should stay. Is that what you think, Rachel? Mm. <laughs> mm. What about the others? What do you think? Do you want Pop to stay? Yes. 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 <laughs> Whereas they're, it's quite sweet, really. That he's the one that can understand them, and but um, but that would they take issue with that because that is a bit weird, like like well, Bubby. it's fucking weird. The movie's fucking weird. Well, uh, yeah, I guess so. But he's sort of like this this retard whisperer, you know. He's a bit mm. like Caesar, the dog whisperer. I don't know if you've ever seen that show where he comes over to your house. He's like this Chilean guy who's like a dog expert. And he can talk to your dogs and stuff, you know, sort out their issues. <laughs> yes. No. Well, they did. They, they just. Yeah. I mean, I can see the Vox articles. I can see the articles about this movie. They just say we've got a, you know, yeah. I like the bad boy Bubby has a disabled person problem. You know, yeah. and and you'd go. Oh, and we've okay. got to talk about that. And we've got to talk about it. You know. Never mind the incest. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, they wouldn't care about who, that. Who who are we to judge, AJ? You know, that's if right. that's there, if that's if that's their identity. If that's what they've been doing for thirty-five years. So thirty-five yeah. years. Hey, Nicholas Hope's good. Hey, the oh, actor, yeah. lead actor. He, he is—he's is outstanding. Why isn't he big? Yeah, we we had this conversation a couple of days ago, John. Why isn't he big? Like he—he he should be Jeffrey Rush he, or Hugo Weaving. Like he has a bit of a Hugo Weaving sort of definitely. Look. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm. But uh, I, I, I listened to an interview uh, that, that's on YouTube where he talks about he got very typecast. So he got a lot of the psycho roles or, or bizarrely priest roles as well. Um, he, I think he done, he's, he's done a fair bit in, in Norway for some reason. But uh, I think his, uh, his, his autobiography is like um, touching the tip of fame or something it's called. I was unemployed for about one and a half years after finishing with Bubby. But in that period, I was being flown off to festivals, you know, picked up in limousines and taken to major festivals. And you'd walk in, they'd give you a bottle of champagne. And quite seriously, the film was a major festival hit. And what Bobby did was enable me. It, it, it was just an instant step into being able to work in film because it became this cult hit, it got seen, it went to Venice, it went to all sorts of festivals. And I was its face. But it locked me off as well. Um, so people have defined the kinds of roles that I can play. Um, in Australia, it's been narrower than elsewhere. Uh, for some reason, the character has been taken as psychopathic, mm. and so I get other psychopaths. In the UK, I get priests and Eastern Europeans. Uh, the other main place of work that I've had, oddly enough, is Norway, and and that's kind of just eccentrics. I get eccentrics over there. But I guess this film, because this film was shocking, it, it still is shocking, really. Mm. But even back in the day, it was super shocking. So you you do m make your choices, like on some level, like you, if you decide to do a movie like this, you can't sit around and say, why why don't people just you know, because like, <laughs> get on get on board, or why would they let me play? Yeah, Mr. Kelly. Why wasn't I Mr. Kelly? You know, <laughs> actually, he, now he might be able to play now. Have a, uh, you know, but, but um, these wang out. Yeah, probably. So, you know, I mean, he he. This film is just so high octane and so monstrous, and he does. I mean, the stuff he does in it, any one, a couple of the things he does in it would be enough for an entire movie of someone mm. else. Do you know what I mean? Like, actually, I'll go as far as to say all of the stuff, he, like any of the things he does in this, Jennifer Lawrence would complain <laughs> for 10 years about this one of them. She'd just be like, oh, I can't believe they made me hold a dead cat or something and flop its head around. I can't believe that. And he's like, that was scene three. Yeah. And I did scene 60, you know, I cling-wrapped Angel's parents or, yeah. you know, yeah. or whatever. Got his wang out. Like, mm -hmm. it. he just, there's nothing he didn't do. And um, yeah. he actually went too far in terms of what he's able to do. So people would, I guess, just didn't know what to do. They're just like, I don't know what to do with this guy. Like, where, you know. Yeah. Because Rushy didn't do all that. In, I mean, Shine, yeah, he was a nutter and whatever. I mean, maybe he showed his buns at one point. But yeah. he didn't do all this mad shit. No. Yeah. This is Nick but, Lev. But he really went there, you know, and, and, and he talks in the interview, he talks about how he uh, how he sort of built the character just thinking about what what he would have been exposed to in that tiny world of his for the first, first 35 years. So he takes a lot of his uh, his physical mannerisms from cats, so the way he gets down on the ground and stuff is like that. Um, but also the way he he observes people as well, like like... He's very quiet and he'll study people first and then, you know, and then imitate them because that's kind of the only skill he has because he can't, I don't know, he, he's not worldly. He hasn't, he hasn't read anything. He can't read or write. He's never been to school. Mm. So, you know, it's like 
it's a very physical sort of thing. And very know? clever and, that they've only used the dialogue. He only ever says things that he's heard people say. Mm. Yeah. That's very clever. Until the end. I think he makes starts make starts being generative at a point later on. Yeah. yeah. But there is for most of the movie I mean that that's that shows a level of integrity that a lot of people don't have because you could easily just go, oh well, like he, you know, this is he could just he could say that it's a simple thing. We need him to say, can I please have a cream bun, yeah, or something? <laughs> yes, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, <laughs> someone would say that no, this continuity person would be like, can't he just say that? Can't he? Oh, seriously, it's pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. <laughs> and you've got to, and you've it. got to go. Okay, shut up. So <laughs> you, you know, no more talking from you. So the uh, it's got to be exactly what the woman said. <laughs> but the only way that works is if you shoot it in sequence as well, because True. you would get conf- you would need to know what those people said, and and because he imitates them as well, he needs mm. to have seen that performance <laughs> before he can he can do it. You know? Great, yeah. so 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 Great they couldn't point. have shot they couldn't have shot any of the later stuff where he's imitating his dad on stage, for instance, if they hadn't if he hadn't worked with that actor and shot those scenes of his pop back in the squalid house, you know. Hey, son. You can call me Pop. I'm your Pop. 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 He's getting the idea. Pop. Pop, Pop, Pop. Pop. Pop, Pop, Yeah, pop, yeah, pop. yeah. All, all right, don't go making a big thing of it. But but I think this brings up an interesting uh, interesting question, and that it, is Bobby mentally challenged, or is he a product of his upbringing? You know, like the nature or nurture, because all the reviews and all the synopsises and stuff I've read, they say he's like mentally challenged. Yeah. But I, I wonder if that's purely because you know he he had no interaction with anyone. His, his mum was abusive. He's never been outside of that room. Like, you know, how, how do you know what his potential would have been? You know, AJ mental or not. Mm, pretty mental. <laughs> there, you, there you go. There you go. Well, I, no, I'm with you. I, I, I think it's a good point. Like, because yeah, I, I think they're be, they're being um, they're being unfair. Like, it, they're, they're saying he's like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. He's he's been raised in a different world for 35 years, and yeah, what do you it's expect? a long time. Yeah. You know, yeah. And they still call him a kid. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, I think Rob Dahir, you're going to say that Dahir originally wanted a kid in the story. He did, oh, yeah. But, okay. but he knew he knew he'd never get away with it. Even he, even he knew he was never going to get away <laughs> Which with is that. Fucking crazy. But but I think this is better. Like like to think of 35 years living like that. That is like truly awful. Really, yeah. you know. Yes. Like it's bad enough if it's a little kid, but. He was a little kid originally, so so you get that plus you get this other thing, which is like, and and know. and it's and it's dreadful as well because his potential has been squandered. Like he's you know he's he's you know what we term as you know well his youth has been stolen in in its entirety. He's now middle aged pretty much. Yeah, and yep. and so yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> The kid's completely crackers. You're a weirdo. <laughs> You're a sexy woman, Flo. Am I? Thank you. God, you've got great tits. Great big whoppers of things. One of the seven wonders of the world, Flo. It's perfection. Oh, puppy. Oh, little boy. Gates of 
paradise. Ah, he's attacking me, Harold! Jesus Christ, fuck me! Get the fuck out of here, you bastard! You mad bastard! You get the bastard out of here! You sexual pervert! Get the fuck out of Well, I've got I've got two questions here. When Angel gives birth at the hospital with with Bubby's child, why are there fans of his stage act watching through the window mm, filming? Yeah. Which I, I don't think I picked up originally, but in this viewing, I'm like, who are these people? Why are they there? Do hospitals have big ground floor windows like that where people can just watch you give birth? I really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get the cameras ready, John. Yeah, no, you don't want anyone Netflix. around. Nah. You want you want those windows blacked out. <laughs> As my mum says, it's not your finest hour. <laughs> no, it's not. No, that's a good point, Ricky. Uh, mm. I thought that was you know they were opportunistic because they saw everything you could see. But but why yeah. is that? Why is that in the film? Just just another crazy element or something? I don't know. They're there is. Fa- I mean, it's keeping the fans alive in the scene, mm. so we know that because they're wearing his outfit. It's still and stuff. happening. Yeah. yeah, like it's we know that he's still part Time's of the rock band, and, obviously. Yeah. Okay, mm. you know. Um, Whereas 2023, you would just you know film it, put it on Instagram, you know, just make TikToks, just cut it up, yeah. put some yeah. beats to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. My uh, my other question, which probably dips into all of our segments here, and that is, how does Bubby get so much clunge? Oh, seriously, how is this possible? Mm. The first chick's hot. Yes. The Salvation Army chick is hot and young and yeah. and he is fresh out of that squalid place. He, would he must stink. he would stink. Stink. Those Has he ever brushed nails? his teeth? Did you look at his fingernails when he was eating the pizza? Yes. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> lick your tongue. Yeah, now lick me here. Here, dummy. Oh Christ, that prickles. When I want to feel close to my special friend Jesus, I sing him a very special song. You want to hear it? Lie mir dein But maybe this is, uh, you know, I don't know. Like maybe he's he's got that the kavorka, you know, he's got, <laughs> <laughs> got that thing, you know. The charisma shines through. Yes. Yeah. No, that's those are good. Those are great questions. I'll just <laughs> just while I'm here, I'll just you know, like, uh, do nurses not wear bras? Yeah, or... I had that in my notes. <laughs> AJ, do they just, you know? Can they, can they just go whoop and then there they are? Well, and, and Flo didn't either. So that's why I was into it. <laughs> Mama. Yeah. Sexy okay. woman Flo. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, in some of the reading about this movie and everything, um, I've read the word fondling a lot. Like, oh. like fondling isn't a word we... Because I feel particularly in this era of ours... It's either well, it's probably rape, is what you'd say. You'd say he raped me, and you go, "What we happened?" You go, "Rape." You'd say, "Ah, he ahed her." He ahed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who'd want to ah her? Really? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The people don't really? say that anymore. No. Okay. Well. Fucking hell. Well, on YouTube, you've got to say grape. 
Because I remember they oh. used to on pearly things on her. Oh, they block that. Do they? Yeah, well, she she gets everyone to say great. Well, and so that must be another an algorithm way thing. That, yeah, YouTubers. But then, but then, uh, I'm assuming that eventually grape will then be yeah, like the word groom be cancelled. That that mm. word's cancelled, and then you just say yep. something else. Yeah, totally. Well, anyway, well, when does fondling become groping? Is what I want to know. And mm. when do you when do you get this charming word fondling like assigned to you? And when is it you know? Because fond because I'm fond of you, Ricky. You know, fondling. You know, mm. fond. I, I, I'm yeah, gonna... it makes him sound like a little scamp. Yeah, it's scampish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you know. In a way, it, and I'm not sure if this is is this is you know dictionary definition tied or not, but. Fondling is sort of more gentle, and mm. a grope would be a bit more aggressive, aggressive. maybe. Yeah. Like a a wooga, a wooga. <laughs> that, that that is a grope. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's that movie where the guy runs into the runs into the chick and accidentally grabs both her both her boobs, and then she says, "Can you move your hands?" And he just sort of moves them round and round. <laughs> is that a Jim Carrey movie? What movie is that? I don't know. <laughs> That sounds like I'm, I remember that. I remember that. Great <laughs> stuff. Can you move your hands? Uh, someone, someone, write in and tell us what movie that's from. All right, it's that time, AJ. Let's do it. So, 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 what do we got? What do we got? We got Nicholas Hope as Bubby. We're gonna go straight for it. Now, on the lean side, mm. okay. Tall. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Fa- fairly sparse hair, mm. but he's doing his best with it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sparse okay. on top, but not everywhere else. Yeah, like no. I just feel like mm. he's, you know, he's doing something, trying to do something. Oh, full bush. Um, for a long while, he didn't get out much. Mm. He likes pizza. Yeah, me too. Okay. So that's a definite tick. He's he's into animals. <laughs> oh. Animal lover. He's well, into I animals. Don't, I don't want to think about my cats. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just got to educate him a bit, maybe. But he's into animals. <laughs> Lot of energy. So he's oh, gonna. True. He'll run you ragged, I think. No chill. That's the energy he's bringing. Playful guy. Good with kids, as well. <laughs> you know. So if you ever, you know, in fact, he'll forget you're there. You'll just be running off the kids. Um, but look, let's just get to it. This one hinges on whether you like stimulating conversation or not. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. very true. Yeah. So I'm not going to – I just think that, that that's really what it comes down to with him. So you, you just put him aside for a second. That's Nicholas Hopers Bubby. Okay. Uh, Ralph Cotterill as Pop So or Harold. But if that's his name. You can call him Pop. Okay. Uh, not Father of the Year. But uh, <laughs> then again, we've all made mistakes. He's trying to make up for it. He's trying to make up for a lost time, and that's that, that's got its own. Only um... if he's not a poofter. <laughs> I liked when he said, "I'll disown you," and he hasn't been around for thirty-five years. If he's a poofter, I'll disown him. And I'm like, oh, okay. "Why can't a man have standards?" Great loss. <laughs> you know? Anyway, loves a drink and a smoke. That's true. It's fun, a fun guy. Fun guy. You know, you don't. He's not a wowzer, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, loves a laugh. Mm. Okay, so he's always he's always up for a laugh. 
which pot's is ticking a lot of boxes. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> now, now he's not just a boob man; he is a boob scholar, <laughs> which I can respect. Okay, so he is he is a man who who knows what he wants in that in that respect. One of the seven wonders of the world. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, he's a worldly uh, man then. He must have travelled. Yes, right. yes. Tit worship in this yeah. movie. A lot of tit yeah. worship. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, he's not about that nine to five rat race, um, which neither are we really. Like, I mean, no. we don't like that jam. <laughs> neither does he. So he makes his own rules. He's his own boss. So yeah, I feel, I feel like um, you've got a good sense of, of pop. So talk to me. I know. Well, it's Keeper or Creeper. Uh, Mm. We've got Bubby and we've got Pop. Talk to me, AJ. What have we we got? Look, Bubby, I can see past it. I can see that he's a good-looking guy underneath. Wow. Underneath the wig. Have you ever been out with a guy who's, like, really dumb? (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Just, uh, Just checking. He, he could be a bit of a project though, like like a you know That's a fixer upper. You know you can you can do a makeover on him and. That's true, and no. um, yeah, and he'll just parrot what I say. Mm. So do I? Do I want you, that? Hey, you know what? He could do your makeup for you too. That's true. Because he does it for his mum. Yeah. yeah, princess, mm. princess, princess pink. pink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, um, and he only makes love um, cowgirl. So that's true. So. He doesn't. He wants. He wants you in charge. Yeah. So I don't know. So, so that's, that's a lot good. of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. When you think about it. But he's good at direction, like with the Salvation Army chick. Yes. He's doing exactly what to do. Yes. 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 He's enjoying eating yeah. that puss. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're close. I think we're close to a keeper. <laughs> well, is it a keeper? Is it a keeper? <laughs> Say that Bobby's the keeper. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't, can't say. My, you can't say the word. I can't have my reputation in tatters. Oh, so that is a creeper. <laughs> creeper. He got I close. Oh, now just but on pop. Did I mention that he's about 60, 65? <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I mention Ain't that? Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I just wanted you to know, just in case you were thinking, you know, he was forty-eight or something. He's not. He's old. He's old. Okay. All yeah, right. and he, and he doesn't have great teeth. I should have mentioned the teeth. He's got yeah, yeah. but look, it's the era. He grew it's up true. back in the day when it was just, you know, they put a bit of fucking mercury in your mouth or whatever, mm. and they went, "There you go, off you go." Yeah, I I can't I can't be with pop. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't have a good time. <laughs> He's definitely clever. Oh. <laughs> this week was hard. <laughs> <laughs> creeper sweep. I feel like I should have included all the filmmakers as well. And you go, yeah, creeper. Yeah, all of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. Yeah, Rolf to hear you, naughty tit wizard. But for writing yes. this, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> and to spend 10 years writing it too. Oh, wow. Mm, yes. That, uh, so do you know what? Well, anyway, that's a creeper sweep. Many, many apologies. Uh, we, the, the journey continues. <laughs> Where did you get the 
But I mentioned after Creeper, uh, Creeper Creeper last week that little comment about it being the era of chicks with dicks, which I stand mm-hmm. by. Uh, but here you do get a sense that this is the the um, the the late stages, maybe the the, the apotheosis uh, of um, tit era. Big titties. Big yeah. titties, talking about tits. Like, it's just... In fact, if someone was talking about it this much now, everyone would be like, oh, shut up. Like, what, what are you talking so much about tits? Like, like I, I mean... I think, I think this film is just an excuse for Rolf to hear to just, like, get into boobs. Like, he's a taboo man. I guess so. And real... Um, I mean, we'll get into it later. <laughs> we should probably talk about, um, you know, it, it just scenes and moments. I mean, what, 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 what have we got? What are we talking about here? Oh, well, the, the animal stuff is really confronting, like, initially when he's got that cat tied up. and he's On a string. On a yeah. string, Which playing with it and stuff. pretty painful. Mm. Poking it with a stick and whatever. And it, it did, uh, yeah, it did compel a few people to walk out of the premiere, I believe. Mm. But, um, I mean, they claim everything was, was, was all above board and whatever. Um, which I believe, like they had RSPCA people involved and whatever. Uh, 90s but that's, ones. that's really hard. Yeah. Loose nineties ones. <laughs> well, at least it's not the seventies. I mean, if it was the seventies, they would cling wrap. Yeah. Would have cling cling wrapped the yep. cat. They would have. Yeah. Be still. Be still. Be steady, you little cunt. By oh, Christ, I'll beat your brainless. Can't come outside because no gas mask. And Bobby, die! <coughs> it w- was shorter though than I remembered the first half hour or whatever. It didn't feel like it went for as long as I. Like th- those scenes stick with you. So I, I was imagining that I've, he was I, I, in the house I, I a lot like, longer. I feel like I'm with you with that sentiment overall. It seems shorter to me. What I'm, maybe what I've left out of the of, of everything I've said is that this movie is one hundred percent engaging. Mm, like it's it's it it is masterful. Like beautiful acting from our lead, awesome directing, uh, to the and but but it's the content that's so repellent and at times, uh, or or challenging at at, uh, at best. So even the beautiful things are challenging. Mm. But but then once you once it re- you really st- it turns and you really do start to see the sunlight through the clouds, um, you know, the strengths of the movie really do uh, show themselves, you know. So I guess, yeah, I agree with you. It did, it, it's, it, well, this, this rocketed along, really. Like, it's, it's almost two hours, really. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but I yeah, didn't yeah. notice it because it's yeah. so engaging. There, there, there are a few scenes that I think are, uh, are weird and, and maybe weird in a, in a shitty way, like, like when that guy cuts down the tree... Oh yeah, and like it's early on when he's out, mm. and he's like he's he's transfixed by this tree, and he's I think he puts some of the leaves in, in his mouth or whatever, mm. and some guy just rocks up and goes, "Oh mate, I gotta chop that tree down! Oi, get out of the way! What are you, mm. fucking faggot or whatever?" He says, "Oh, chop your prick <laughs> off!" Like yeah. you know, it's just too much. Like, I mean, would you interact with someone off the bat like that? Yeah, you know? but is he interacting with him like that? Oh, do you know what I mean? Like, like it's it's a it's not a documentary and. You need to question what you're seeing. We're seeing it in, a, it, it, you know, it could be a style of performance, or that's it's very subjective. It's, a, I mean, that we've got binaural uh, mics, we've got, you know, very subjective camera work. You, you, so I would argue that the way that guy was acting is, um, is probably not 
what he was doing in real life if that makes sense do you know what i mean like it, it's it's but it's bubby's interpretation of of the interaction you know what i mean right. um uh, and that's me being very generous but i've seen that i mentioned natural born killers earlier oliver stone would just give you a different cue so in um in natural born killers it goes to black and well there's a lot of different film stocks but that scene would be it would be filmed like four different ways and then like that that reading that that you don't like of of the guy's performance would maybe be done in black and white and then he'd be doing it differently in color and then it would cut to the black and white one which would kind of be a an inner moment of how it feels or something you know what i mean so we're just getting that extra cue of like okay all right whereas there's none of that here it's just like is this hap- is this you know is it real is it not i mean yeah on another level, it could just be maybe it's maybe it's no good. I don't know. Hey, piss off out of the way, mate. I gotta cut this street in. Hey, you fucking deaf? You queer looking rooster, aren't you? What are you fucking one of them greenies? Hey, come on, fuck off. I'll cut your prick off. You fucking idiot. Go on, get out of it. And, and, and for me, I think the, the band, the bandmates are a bit weak. Yeah, they're, they've come yeah. across as real band people. Yeah. I, I guess 100%. so, but but I don't know. I just I think if, from an acting point of view, I, I think they're probably the weakest part of of the film. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I just I don't care for them very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No good. Well, hairy uh, armpits on several of the girls and AJ. You know what? I liked it. Um, oh, the waitress. Uh, uh, oh, obscene, <laughs> obscene. I just I just looked. At, I just was like I was like oh you naughty. Minx, you know, uh, I'll have I'll have a supreme, please. <laughs> what I wanted to say to her, that's my jam. That girl is nothing like because I've got this sort of boring Scottish heritage, you know. So when I see that sort of that type of um, Mediterranean sort of thing, I'm just you know like sort of mm. European thing. I'm like mm, mm. very good, you know? very good, <laughs> very good. <laughs> So, John, what about scenes for you? What sticks out? Ah, uh, the shot of Bubby uh, overlook looking at the city was is beautiful. Mm. It's yeah. sort of a very difficult to do in the nineties as well. So, you, you, I mean, you see a similar scene uh, shot in Heat when they're overlook when they're looking at the city, and they've tried to do it on location there. It's it's, it's like a wide angle of of Adelaide at night, so it's pitch black except for just the lights, and then on the very far side of the frame, you've got uh, Bubby overlooking it and they've tried to light his face up but when you've got the camera that wide at night you need a shitload of light so they would have had a huge light on him to light him up and still he's 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 dark mm. so the way that they solved this uh, in collateral or Michael Mann solved the problem in collateral was by doing it on digital in digital you can have you can see the city and and your people all in the same shot but in you can't in on film at the oh, wow. at, at, so it's it's something you either, and on heat the way they solve the problem how do they solve it in heat studio we shot the they shoot they shoot the city and then we put de niro and amy brenneman in the you know there as if they're overlooking it i think you can tell i i don't think that scene uh, it, it does look like a green screen to me in heat in heat, yeah, I buy that. Of course, of course, and he wouldn't have been happy with that. But but in his mind, he's like, I want them. I want the city yeah. and them. How do I get the city and them? You know, you can't. So that shot was the you know for a eight hundred thousand dollar movie in the nineties. That was this was a an awesome shot for me. Loved that. Love all that. 
Um, but other than that, I think it's just a. I think the dungeon sequence is a movie into itself. Mm. Like that yeah. that first part that first part of the film is legendary uh, in in its grotesquerie. It kind of should end when he leaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. Yeah, you know the walls have uh, oh, just got yeah. filth dripped yeah. all over them. Yeah. You know, it's got that seven level of yeah, definitely of, of grossness and yeah. detail yeah, of grime. Mm. Well, apparently it, it actually did stink quite badly because the uh, the production crew made it kind of damp. They'd put a lot of water oh. everywhere, so oh, it started God. to really, really stink. Yeah. What I, what really gets me is the ending. Like, Bobby has such a shit family and childhood, and then to see him at the end with sort of a beautiful family of his own and mm. kind of playing playing outdoors, not indoors as well, mm. you know, really kind of busts me up. They don't let us get it, get it for free, though. Like, it's... um. There's no swelling music, if memory serves. There's no. Mm. It's. It, they don't really. Oh, they do. They do play that handle. Uh, sure. Music, yeah. which is quite stupid. Which is nice, but they don't. They don't do it. They don't shoot it the way Spielberg would shoot it. Mm. It's in the long shot, and you know what I mean. Like it's. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is true to the film. Like it's not like they didn't really. They could have gone for Oscar gold and yeah, made it like Awakenings or something, where you where you really just get down and film in that, that typical Hollywood style, you know? Yeah, yeah. With him crying about, about you know, being Yeah, where it's just over the doing. credits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, whatever. <laughs> well, what, what do you guys think about that uh, sort of that, I, I guess, teachable moment that happens between his bandmate and him where the, where the bandmate kind of sings an Islamic chant and then he kind of gives this morality tale outlining like how people have been fighting each other for thousands of years and explaining how Muslims have cling wrap Jews and Christians cling wrap mm. Australian Aborigines and you know I think he's got Hindus and Buddhists in there too like what I, when I initially saw it I, I don't know I, I don't know whether I was convinced it was good but then watching it again because I went back just to watch that scene because I was mm. a bit confused but I, I don't know I, I, I'm warming up to it a bit more but what did you guys think yeah well I, I it it, it uh it's important because it's him. It's someone's. They need. He's someone's trying to teach Bobby about the what what's really going on in the world and how it works. You know that how the uh, the geopolitics and you know the movements of civilizations how it actually works. So I admire that. I admire that. I mean, some of the mm. particulars over time. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. It's a pre-internet era, so that the, mm. this is only only learned and educated people spoke in that way back then. Now. You could go on Reddit and learn some of that, and you know it's different. It's mm. different. Yeah. The cap yeah. having that amount of knowledge back then, not that you know, uh, and that that it would be really out of step back then mm. if you were at a barbecue and someone brought up that shit. Yeah, yeah. Because now you can speak to a normal person. They're like, yeah, I, I was listening to this uh this guy Joe Jordan Peterson podcast. <laughs> he was talking about like the self, you know, <laughs> like like it's not something that would have happened back then. You know? Yes. Well, I guess for me. And and this goes goes back to who Bubby is. Like he's basically a child, so you, you sort of have to pitch that that spiel, that tale to him on that sort of a level. But yeah, I just got it was just a bit saccharine in terms of its um it was Pinko. Know, it's, Pinko it, yes, lefty it was. nineties. You know, like it it was the it, the modern equivalent you wouldn't like the modern equivalent of Roth of his views back then. Back then, you'd be like, "Oh yeah," but like the modern equivalent of it, it would be everything you'd expect. But I guess it fit like with the the church stuff and then the the weird factory yeah. stuff and. What I would like, because I would like 
a movie to be as critical of um, radical progressivism and things like that as they are of the church. Mm. So all the wax you give to the church and all of that detail and all that stuff, yeah, let's mm. do it. Let's go all the way on the on on uh, on everything. Then yeah. you know yeah. the right and the left. Mm. But I don't think that's going to happen. Beautiful, isn't it? Fantastic. And yet, this mob have been trying for centuries to cling wrap this mob, even though they share the same God. Mind you, this mob have been getting pretty good at cling wrapping lately. And this mob's got the same God as well. If they've had a fair go at cling wrapping that first mob, they've been trying to cling wrap that second mob for a good couple of thousand years. And they pretty well succeeded in cling wrapping just about all of this mob. We never did much cling wrapping to anyone but themselves. And then there's this lot, a different God altogether. You'd think that would help, but it doesn't. See, this mob cling-wrapped about half a million of that first mob 40 or 50 years ago, and they've been at it ever since. They've all done their fair share of killing or being killed, and it's all pointless. The thing, Bobby, is don't be like them. No matter how mad you get at someone, don't kill them, ever. Maybe, maybe Rolf to here could have balanced that because there there is an undertone of sort of Christian uh, critique there that that he could maybe balance that out by making the band more exploitative or or you know like they could be sprouting all this uh, I guess nineties lefty stuff mm. but also be be you know awful people themselves maybe mm. or they could have turned him in at the start to get the money. Yeah. Have, yeah, and then, and then release their first album or whatever. Mm. Yeah, and then and then still afterwards bring him, him on board. To yeah, yeah. yeah well, the first album and, fails, yeah. and then they get him yeah. in. I, th- mm. I think we've actually improved um, <laughs> after his movie. Uh, I, I think those are actually genuinely better ideas. Uh, if I was you, I'd wanna be me too. I'd wanna be me too. I'd wanna be me. All right, look, we got to launch it. We got to get. We got to do this me too meter. All right, we got to. We got to get. We got to get into it. Okay, so uh, heavens to Bechtel, you know what we do here with this Bechtel test. It comes from graphic novel uh, back in the day. Uh, basically, this test is an informal way to evaluate bias against women in films and other media. A worker said to pass the Bechtel test if it has two named women who talk to each other about something other than a man. All right, so we've got Angel's mother. And Ooh. her talking about weight loss. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Well, the groupies don't speak to each other directly. Not the way I want them to anyway. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think it might be a fail. Fail. All right. Just some quick charges here. We do... Uh, is a searing portrayal of a man abused and lied to his whole life and his maturation uh, his maturation as he, he comes to terms with the abusive world we live in, from the way we treat the mentally ill, the disabled, the homeless, animals. Bubby learns kindness to care and even to love in the end. He learns to love all right. He loves his cis white privilege. 
<laughs> Bad Boy Bubby is actually the story of white patriarchal hegemony. It's the women in his life who shave him and wash him, by the way. You think about that, AJ, all right? This balding uh, mentalist uh, <laughs> is, a, is able to live in one dirty room for 35 years and the minute he's out, he is able to prosper infinitely more than women, POC, <laughs> BIPOC, BAME, LGBTQ folks and, yes. even, and even the Latinxes, Ricky, okay? Yes. He gets a wife and family. He's given a free pass by the justice system for his crimes, and I have no doubts that he will end up running a Fortune 500 company and taking a woman's <laughs> job in the future. <laughs> and don't give me this, ooh, he was sexually abused by his big fat mom, or ooh, he was ruthlessly buggered by a cellmate. He grabbed, he grabbed titties, okay? That's not on. We've cancelled people for less, all right? <laughs> And I'm here for Flo also. She's an old disgusto and a BBW. <laughs> Ricky, where, where's her flag? She, she's just into some stuff that you cishet pigs aren't into. Like furries, you know, it's the same deal. I mean, what's, what's the big deal here? Let her live her life, all right? Healthy at, healthy at any size. That's right. Rolf de, Rolf de here takes his opportunity, so don't worry. His camera manages to find the gorgeous curves of two groupies, along with the Salvos girl at the start, with their young, heavenly uh, features <laughs> filling our senses and causing us to become harder than cement. Uh, ooh, yes, I think you get the picture. Uh, some could say that Angel abuses Bubby by showing him her big fat whoppers, as they're referred to. <laughs> but she was merely doing what he, the patriarchy, demanded her to do. So you get it straight, okay? Uh, and all the social justice cues in the film can't hide the fact that there are no trans or non-binary represent, uh, re uh, representatives in the film. Uh, the only proud queer person is jailed, probably simply for existing or something. Uh, that's the real crime here, is what I'm saying. Um, well, and the older puff to talk. Yeah, well, there's some, you know, there's some harsh language in there, which I which don't appreciate either. Anyway, that's uh, the charges I have. I mean, what else jumps out at you? Anything? Anything grab you? Well, I, I don't know if this is a positive, but he he rejects the young, the small, supple. Titties. Boobies mm -hmm. of the young in 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 favour of old sagging footy socks. So footy socks. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. I actually don't know. Maybe don't know. it is just is what, what it is. I know that um, JP would say sorry, not beautiful. <laughs> that's true. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Like yeah. I, I, I think this is uh, another 10. Yeah. It can't, can't not be a 10. Yeah, this is a 10. <laughs> so oh. I think that's an, a, an Australia Day sweep Ooh. of films that, that make wow. it to 10 on the Me Too meter. Mm. I don't know whether we've ever had three in a row of films that... that well, mm. right up your cobber. I am not as nasty as racism, fraud, conflict of interest, homophobia, sexual assault... Transphobia, white supremacy, misogyny, ignorance, white privilege. I'd wanna be me too. I'd wanna be me 
So, uh, yeah, just quickly while we're here, AJ, the boobometer, uh, quantity we're given four full frontals and one side boob. Uh, they're not quick, not quick flashes either. Lingering no. views, I'd say. <laughs> Lingering. Quality. Naughty salvo chick, uh, side boob. Uh, and uh, two groupies offer us young, healthy bosom. Full, welcome. <laughs> uh, natural. A natural. It's the, it's the eyes closing every week that gets me. <laughs> and, when you're reliving it. <laughs> and Angel is a good sport and we see her great whoppers. <laughs> Uh, she's a naughty nurse, which is nice. Um, however, we are, for better or worse, shown endless views of Flo's big old titties, which mm. is deeply, deeply upsetting. Um, <laughs> even without the abuse element. Uh, in fact, I feel it was us who were abused here. So, it's a uh, half slide whistle uh, today. <laughs> I think of those lines from uh, Marlon Brando at the end of Apocalypse Now a little bit, you know, when I think of Flo. The horror. The horror. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's have some trivia. The people with cerebral palsy Bubby meets are not actors but actual disabled people, which is, I think, is pretty obvious. (laughs) Um, Hope, who was raised Catholic, found the scenes where Bubby curses God in front of Angel's parents difficult to film, apparently. Mm. Mm. Um, so after he heard a rumour about the reintroduction of the death penalty to Australia, Rolf Tahir was angered and rewrote the ending so that Bubby would be executed at the end of the film. This ending was scrapped when the rumour proved false. <laughs> so an interesting... Reactionary. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. oh, I hate that. Oh, After 10 oh, years. Okay. And then he's like, oh, I'll just, okay, I'll just have him Fuck have a family it. then. <laughs> <laughs> well, the death penalty exists, you know, in other parts of the world still. So, I mean, he could have done it. It would have been, a, I guess, an interesting thing to do. But maybe maybe too much of a punch to the crotch, like mm. after everything that happens in Bad Boy Bubby, you know. Mm. I think it would push it over to, to dance in the dark territory. Mm. You know? um, so, <laughs> Bad movie. Boy Bubby became... <laughs> yeah, just a light one there. Uh, Bad Boy Bubby became a hit in Norway, second only to Forrest Gump. With hope and actor in demand, there. Uh, this movie came out in the same year as Forrest Gump, and I think this is like the anti Forrest Gump, don't you think? Mm, mm, mm. And I think hindsight proves this one, I think, to be much more interesting it, and maybe will stand the test of time more than Forrest Gump. Like, I, I, I can't take Forrest Gump anymore. I, so. I don't like it either now. I saw a great meme from yesterday. On, uh, it had Jenny looking out the back of the bus, <laughs> and it said, it said, uh, bye, Forrest. Uh, I'll see you. I'll see you again when when you're a shrimp billionaire and I've got AIDS <laughs> yeah. and and when I'm a sin- when I'm a single mother with AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> well, the feral cat killed in this movie was killed humanely by a vet and not suffocated as depicted in the movie with the cling wrap. Uh, the same cat was used both when it was alive and after it had been put to sleep. So oh. that thing he carries around, or cling, <laughs> you know, in cling wrap, is the dead cat. Um, That's fun. I don't have time to get into it. I don't have time to get into Jeez. it. The kitten that uh, gets killed later in the movie was not feral and was not really killed either. It was only sedated. Uh-huh. That's good. That I feel happy. Good. I mean, it's terrible, but uh, it's, he's still alive. Mm. That's good. Makes me happy. So, so this is an interesting bit here. Um, 
my last bit of trivia, and that is the original idea was for the first half of the movie, that's where Bubby's in the house, to have to be shot with the left and right sides matted to make the viewer feel more claustrophobic. Oh, so that would yes. make that oh. would make the image a very small square, essentially. Um and then when Bubby finally goes out, the picture was going to expand oh, wider wow. into full screen. Uh, but Rolf had decided not to do this because he felt it made the first half of the movie unwatchable. Mm. Um, it, it is a really interesting idea, but but you, you would lose a lot of, of the room, you know, of seeing that disgusting mm. room, I think. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Great trivia. So moving on to reviews, I've got two here, starting with David Stratton, who is... I guess one of our most well-known film critics here in Australia. And for the movie show, he praised Bad Boy Bubby. He awarded the film five five stars out of five, remarking that I really think this is one of the finest and most original of all Australian films that I've seen. I really think it's a milestone in Australian cinema. Mm. And then uh, my next review comes from The Guardian, uh, a guy called Luke Buckmaster, which sounds like a porn name to me. In 2014, uh, he called it a cattle product to the senses. Um, he said, Australian cinema is rarely as out there as to hear his bizarre excursion into suburban sorrow, a mixture of grungy art film, fish out of water black comedy, and kitchen sink drama as imagined by Kafka. Uh, if the film has a message, it's probably to emphasize the nurture versus nature argument, uh, the idea uh, we are all, to some extent, perhaps larger than we may care to admit, products of our own environment. Bad Boy Bubby is also one of Australia's most unflinching portraits of mental illness. It is intimately focused on dangerously unwe- a dangerously unwell man whose disturbing behavior is not his fault. Mm. I don't think he recommended it to his his guardian uh, co-workers. No, I don't think so. Kept it on the low down. No, he did. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think it's a great movie, very original, and yeah, it was it was a a, a tough watch, but but rewarding. So mm. yeah, that's much. So we recommend everyone see it. <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's on Australian Netflix, and I think it's on Prime as well. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. That well, great. I'm glad it's on streaming. That is the end of our Australia Day uh, celebration slash flagellation um, <laughs> for this year. We'll see you again next year for that. So uh, we move on. We move on, AJ. Next week first, it's Mano. Uh, we, I believe we are doing – well, actually, we're doing one more Australian film for that. We're doing uh, yeah. Romper Stomper. So oh, we're, I'm we're glad trying I'm to get not there for this one. Some male energy. <laughs> yes. For that one. And then after it is, you better get ready, okay? It is Black History Month. Black <laughs> History Month. Oh, All right. I hate this. Are one. you ready? No. Capitalize that B, AJ. <laughs> just like, just like the New York Times does. It's time for Black History Month, and you know that uh, when we dip into that, it's really, it's, it's almost. Uh, it's a dangerous game, so <laughs> just, just so play it with us, play along. Oh, okay. oh well, I can't wait. <laughs> of course, you can't. Go. <laughs> well, I believe we said what we said. So we said. Yeah, this week wasn't yeah. too bad. I feel like it's like the the movie's offensive, so we can't be yeah. crazy. I feel like Fortress was more offensive. Like, yeah, we were more we were more offensive. Yeah, I think so. true. 
yes. Well, yes, we've said we said, and until next time, long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh. their young heavenly uh, features <laughs> filling our senses and causing us to become harder than cement. Uh, yes, I think you get the picture. We've cancelled people for less. All right?